What is up, Next Level fam? Thank you so much for joining another episode of Health Explained. I'm your host, Alexis Smith, and today we'll be discussing emergency preparedness. I'm here with one of Next Level Urgent Care's provider leads, nurse practitioner, Billy Johnson. Welcome, Billy. We're glad to have you here. Hi, good morning. So Billy Johnson is not only a longtime nurse practitioner, but he's also a longtime Boy Scouts troop leader and has been teaching courses on emergency preparedness for how many years now? About five years now. Awesome. So I don't think that you can ever really be too prepared um, personally for any kind of emergency. And especially after our, our cold snap last week, I'm already thinking ahead to hurricane season, which starts June 1st in Texas. Um why is preparation so important to you? Why do you continue to teach these courses? Uh, I mean, a really good thing to remember is preparation is the best protection against anything, right? Any emergency, anything that's unforeseen. So uh, to be prepared uh, is to protect you and your family and your loved ones. Absolutely. So let's just dive right into hurricane season um, preparation. So I think that there are two types of people, uh, those that run as soon as they hear a hurricane and those that wait it out because we've certainly had our fair share of false alarms here, especially in Texas and Houston area. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about what the difference is between a watch and a warning just for those who are um, maybe in the middle there and, and not sure when to stay or go? Sure, absolutely. So a watch basically means, you know, here uh, on the coast or near the coast that um, there might be a hurricane or there might be a tropical storm um, that might impact us. We may have high winds, we may lose power, uh, but we may not necessarily get the hurricane or the tropical storm, whereas a warning uh, actually means that it's imminent, that it's coming probably within 48 hours and that you may need to make a decision about stay, go, prepare, etc. So 48 hours isn't a whole lot of time um, to make a decision. So how do you decide whether you should stay or go? And at what point is kind of the, the time out um, between, between when you have that kind of window to leave? Sure. Uh, I mean, people that I don't really think have much of a choice whether they're going to stay or go or those people that, that are medically fragile or uh, have some type of medical condition that uh, they have to have electricity, they have to have uh, constant conditions, they have to have access uh, to health care that may not be there uh, in the event of a flood or extensive rains or power outage, etc. So uh, those people I don't think have a choice. Um, you can have that discussion with your with your medical provider about, you know, should I stay, should I go, where am I going to get access to health care if I do go? Um, but I think those are always top and foremost, you know, on the list. And then the, the rest is whether people want to take the time to be prepared um, and sit out a storm, uh, similar to what we went through with the, with the ice and the cold, is you lose power. And so you lose luxuries uh, that, that, you know, you, you're used to having. So um, if that's not you, then you should go, right? Um, the rest of us may stay. Um, or we may stay until we get to the point of a warning, in which case you decide, you know what, maybe we're not. Um, although I would tell you that through previous hurricanes, to wait that late to leave um, means you may be, you know, just in a gridlock of cars that are also leaving. Um, we live in a very, very large city, uh, and there's a lot of ways out of it, but there's a lot of people that are going to be on those ways out. Whether you are staying or going, how do you prepare? 
That's a big, big question. Um, so things that have to be done one way or the other, um, whether you're staying or going, uh, has to do with your house uh, and your belongings. Uh, obviously, patio furnitures, plants, etc. cetera. Um, if you have big windows and you actually live closer to the coast, you know, you may want to have shutters or, or boards across them. Um, if you live in a rural area where you have a propane tank that can come into the house, you want to shut that gas off. Um, if you're in the city and you have small appliances, um, small appliances really shouldn't be plugged in all the time anyway, but uh, in the event that they are, they can be a fire hazard. Um, we wouldn't think much about fire with a hurricane, um, but you know, electrical problems and electrical shorts can happen. So uh, basically all of those things that would secure your house um, if, you, if you're going to go. If you're going to stay, it has more to do with supplies in addition to what, um, what we said. You know. So what are some of the supplies that you recommend stocking up on, especially if you're going to be uh, staying put? Sure. Uh, another big question, but uh, water's the big one. Food's the big one. Right. Um, most people panic, uh, go to the grocery store less than 48 hours before the storm comes um, to get food and water. Um, and in reality, that's not necessarily um, needed. Right. You can you can have foods on your shelf, canned items, um, unfortunately, processed foods um, that store just fine. They don't have to be heated or have to be cooked. But. Water's a big one, and, and the general rule is that you want a gallon a day uh, per person in your house um, for three days. Um, and there's different ways to do that. Um, the easiest way is to simply fill a tub and fill your sinks um, before you get to a point of a boil warning, etc. Um, but fill your tubs and sinks. Um, my family, you know, we're all scouters, and so we use filters, but they make a, a nice uh, device called a, a life straw. It's, uh, it's, it's just a, a really, really big filter straw. Um, I don't know. They're about $15 a piece. Um, they work for a really, really long time. You can drink from a swimming pool. You can drink from uh, a river or a creek, or you can drink from your tap, um, even if the water is contaminated. So... Um, I like those, um, but you can also just fill your tubs. Like I said, there are uh, five-gallon collapsible containers that you can get at Academy or Walmart or Amazon. Um, they're not expensive. Uh, and so, you know, if you had a family of five, uh, you would only need three of those to sustain them. And when you're done with them, you know, water your plants with the water out of them if you didn't use it and collapse them and, and put them up and use them next time. Um, the next thing would be food. It's also for three days. Uh, and you know, it can be whatever you want. Uh, bread is great. I mean, it doesn't really go bad that quickly, uh, but you can't use anything refrigerated. Um, and so, uh, canned meats, soups, um, trail mixes, cereals, you know, any or all of those things. If you have a gas stove, although it's not a guarantee, but you can still boil water and you can still make hot meals that way. But if you're going to anticipate power uh, outage, then your microwave and et cetera are going to be gone. Um, what else? Uh, flashlights. Um, you want that. You want a first aid kit, obviously, which you should have in your house. Um, you know, medications for those people that aren't necessarily medically fragile, but do need medicines on a daily basis. You want to have a seven day supply of that. So 
if you see that a storm's coming, or maybe even during hurricane season, always make sure that you reach out to your, your medical provider to have your medications on hand for at least a 30-day supply so that you don't get in a pinch and you don't have to go to the emergency room or to next-level urgent care uh, right. and, and refill your medications. Um, personal hygiene items, uh, toilet paper was a big one, um, you know. Yeah, so, uh, you know, make sure you have some toilet paper and paper towels and those types of things. Um, things that people don't think about, um, you know, what if you do lose power? And what if you do get wet? What if you do get cold? Um, so, you know, traditional blankets are great unless they get wet. Um, and so sometimes, you know, a thermal blanket or a, uh, a disposable emergency blanket that are basically those foil line blanket, they don't look like they would be warm, but they actually are. Um, if you have, uh, you have little kids, baby supplies, if you have pets, obviously pet supplies, um, extra cash, um, that would be a big one, um, because usually there's a run on the ATMs, right? And so, um, you never know when you're going to be in a situation where you thought you were going to stay and you actually have to go. Um, it got worse than I thought. Now I'm scared. I didn't make a good choice and I want to leave. Um, a go back with, with a lot of the things that we've already talked about that's easy to go, things you don't want to lose in a flood or lose if your house were looted, etc. Um, documents, passports, you know, etc. Um, that's that's most of the things. Um, and, and when is the time to stockpile those? Obviously not when you hear that there's a warning, right? Yeah, well, you know, I would love to tell you that, that you know, everyone is... is ahead of the game, but sometimes they're not. Um, so food and water are the two things that I think are pretty easy to think about ahead of time that it doesn't take much to fill your sink or your tub and it doesn't take much to have, you know, your pantry with some, with some items that are non-perishable um, and or the life straw, right? I mean, we can order those on Amazon today and, and have them here and go, when am I ever going to use that? But you still, but you still have it, you know? And the rest of it is kind of a personal choice, um, whether you choose to think that way or whether you don't. But if you've been through a hurricane or a flood uh, lately, like Harvey, um, I mean, it's, it's, it can be pretty traumatizing to not have some of those items, right? Yeah. How do you go about preparing your house? Like, aside from food and water, do you board windows? How do you take care of that? So close to the close to the coast, um, you know, you would board windows and there's always advisories that come out, you know, for, for people that, that that don't listen to this, you know, podcast, what what do you do? Well you tune in, right? You tune into your to your local news stations and you listen to what they're telling you. Uh, do what your neighbors are doing. Um, I mean if I lived in Galveston and I didn't know and I saw my neighbors boarding up their windows, perhaps, you know, I might do the same, right? And so but for sure, you know, pull all your plants in, everything that could blow away. Um, you know, uh, if you live in a two-story house, and even though you've never flooded, um, you may anticipate, what if water does come in? What, what am I going to do? Um, is my furniture, you know, going to be destroyed? Uh, are we going to move upstairs? Um, if we move upstairs, how do we get back downstairs? Um one general thing for emergency preparedness is a family evacuation plan, right? And so what if you do have people upstairs and people downstairs? Um, what if there is a fire and you didn't anticipate it? 
uh, you can't all use the same exit. Um, and you don't want to get separated. Say it's dark and say it's flooded and the house caught on fire and you're looking for your small children or your you know elderly mother, etc. You want to know that everybody has an idea. Even even those ladders, I don't know if you've seen them, the, uh, the chain ladders for, for second stories. Um, those are those are a real thing. And there's a lot of people uh, during the flood during Harvey that that had a one story house didn't plan appropriately, went into the attic, um, and there's no exit from the attic except back down into the water. And if the water comes up high enough, you can't get out. Um, and short of having a chainsaw or, a, or an axe, right? I mean, so it's always good to be prepared, have an evacuation plan. What am I going to do? Um, who do I call? Uh, you know, 911, et cetera, right? For sure. And do you have any, um, are there any websites or anywhere you can go for those that aren't sure how to create that evacuation plan? What would you recommend for that? Yeah, I mean, American Red Cross is great for a lot of this stuff. I mean, they'll tell you how to get ready for a hurricane. They'll tell you how to have first aid kit, um, evacuation plans, etc. cetera. Um, the big push is to actually put it on paper and not just talk about it. Uh, some people like to have them laminated, you know, like in all of our clinics, there's always a, that shows if there's a fire, where's the exit, right? And so anticipate that, that in a panic, you may not make the best choice. And so therefore, if you practice that evacuation plan or if you have it somewhere that's readily accessible, then you'll make the right choice because it was there in front of you. So after a hurricane, is there anything we should look for as far as damage in our house that might not be readily apparent to us? So the big, yeah... The big thing about after a hurricane, specifically if there's a flood, I'll talk about that really quickly, but um, if they evacuate you, usually they don't want you to come back until they say that it's safe. Um, so to go into a flooded house may mean electrocution. Um, you may There may be hazards under the water that you don't know about. Um, so that's that's one thing. And then after you get back, um, we didn't really talk about this, but, you know, the food in your refrigerator, the food in your freezer, if you weren't there, uh, you don't know really what the temperature was um, or if the food spoiled. So you may anticipate throwing it all out. Um, you, know, you may be looking for uh, electrical shorts, um, you know, mold buildup, you know, any or all of those things, you know, are, are, are a possibility. Um, Watching your animals closely because there could be, you know, different things that washed into your yard, um, anything from dead animals to poisons to etc. cetera. Um, using your water uh, might not be a great idea. Uh, a lot of us now have what's called surface wells for our, for our water supplies, and they get contaminated easily. And um, that you know, goes back to the whole boil notice that we had during this last, you know, water shortage with the freeze. Um, all of those things. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for all of your really helpful tips. Do you have anything else you want to add before we wrap it up? Only that, you know, emergency preparedness is a huge topic. Uh, and I think we probably just kind of hit on some of the things. I can't imagine that I remembered all of them. Um, so, you know, the American Red Cross, like I said, has really good uh, resource. Uh, Google's very powerful. You can type in emergency preparedness and get a lot of information on it. 
Um, and so, you know, just be, be, you know, preparation minded, especially during hurricane season or, or bad weather or ice storms, etc. Awesome. Well, hopefully everyone will start preparing now if they haven't already. We really appreciate you being here on Health Explain. We'll see you next time. Yes, ma'am. Thank you.